Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. We are continuing our look at what the earliest of the early church fathers believed about biblical prophecy, and we've been looking at the writings of Hippolytus, who was writing around the year 2004 from Rome. He wrote the first commentary on the entire Bible, wrote a treatise on the Antichrist. And last time, I was sharing with you how the Antichrist will deceive people into taking the mark of the beast, the mark of the beast, the mark of the Antichrist, that 666 mark, and it would be through famine. Now, I'm going to emphasize again, because so many are denying this, Hippolytus lived, okay, and wrote now at at 204. The persecutions, whether under Nero, the first emperor to persecute Christians, or later Domitian, was past history. And yet the majority of so-called Bible experts and prophecy experts and apologists will say, no, the book of Revelation and what Jesus was warning about, but the Antichrist and, and such, that was all first century stuff. And here is the earliest explicit teaching about this in 204, and he said, no, this isn't history, this is yet future. Now, granted, what happened in history will be repeated in the future, but probably in a more intense form. In other words, the persecutions will reach an ultimate degree. So it's not just about the first century. Now, maybe those things were precursors of what would come. They were looking for a future Antichrist in the year 204. I know the church fathers through the next centuries. In fact, it was part of your baptismal training as a Catholic to be aware of the deception of the Antichrist, and we're going to be discussing why that was done. But let's go in our time machine right back to the year 204, and here's what Apollotus said. And by reason of the scarcity of food, all will go to him and worship him, and he will put his mark on their right hand and on their forehead. And from that time, he shall be attached to the deceiver and shall serve him. And in him, there is no repentance. But such a one is lost at once to God and to man, and his seal upon the forehead and upon his right hand is the number six hundred three score and six. Now, this is a serious thing because you can do a lot of sins. Let's say there are three unemployed dads sitting around having a beer, and all three are about to have their homes foreclosed, and they don't have any fallback plan. And so the three dads sit around saying, look, God certainly doesn't want our families to be living out in the street. 
So they hatch a plan to rob a bank. And they rob a bank and are successful at it. But after they do it, they said, you know, you just can't do something like this. And they repent. They have a change of heart and mind. And so even after robbing a bank, you can repent. Even if it was an armed robbery. I'm not saying the state will just wink at it. But as far as God's concerned, you can be forgiven for that. But this isn't the case here. Because taking the mark of the beast isn't like robbing a bank. It's an ultimate, everlasting decision. And that's why so much of Scripture, from the lips of Jesus, from St. Paul, from St. John, the book of Revelation, we are warned about these things. And that's why, to me, it's very dangerous to say, oh, this is just past history. There's nothing to worry about. So in any case, let's ask the question, and I think this is very interesting— what did Apollotus think would happen to the multitude, starving multitude, after they take the mark in order to get the promised food from the Antichrist? Well, this is what he says. When men have received the seal, then, and they can't find food or water, they will approach him with a voice of anguish saying, give us to eat and drink, for we are all faint with hunger. And bid the heavens yield us water, and drive off from us the beasts that devour men. Then will that crafty one make answer, mocking them with absolute inhumanity, and saying, The heavens refuse to give grain, the earth yields not again its fruits. Whence then can I give you food? Then on hearing the words of the deceiver, these miserable men will perceive that this is the wicked accuser and will mourn in anguish and weep vehemently and beat their face with their hands and tear their hair and lacerate their cheeks with their nails while they say to each other, woe for the calamity, woe for the bitter contract, woe for the deceitful covenant, woe for the mighty mischance how we have been beguiled by the deceiver, and how we have been joined to him. You're making covenant with the Antichrist by taking the mark, 666. We have been caught in his toils. How have we been taken in his abominable net? How we have heard the scriptures and understood them not. For truly, those who are engrossed with the affairs of life. Hey, we're, we're busy. And with the lust of this world, we really need that next thing to buy. We'll easily be brought over to the accuser and then sealed by him. And that's why the book of Revelation chapter 14 is very important because there are three messages proclaimed to earth in the days of the Antichrist, and this third angel comes with a loud voice saying, if anybody worships the beast and receives the mark on his forehead or on his hand, he shall drink the wine of God's wrath poured unmixed into the cup of his anger, and he shall be tormented with fire and sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and presence of the Lamb and the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever. You know, there's a lot of people running around claiming 
they're teaching Catholic truth by saying, well, we don't really know if there'll be anybody in hell or if there are just a few, or we don't really know that if, if anybody will spend eternity in hell. Well, according to Jesus and according to the apostles and according to the New Testament and according to the church fathers, taking the mark of the beast, the torment goes up, not just for a time, but forever and ever, ever and ever, excuse me. They have no rest, day or night. These worshipers of the beast and his image. So <laughs> this is the, the serious decision. This is the eternal decision. And what, what Hippolytus is talking about is that Catholics, believers who heard about warnings of the Antichrist were deceived by the Antichrist. They're hungry. God doesn't expect us to starve, does he? But it, notice it says, we have heard the scriptures, but understood them not. They were busy going about the affairs of life and didn't really catch on what they were facing. And then he goes on to say, and if you want your way through this, listen carefully, but many who are hearers of the divine scriptures— now, these are the same people as the hearers of the scriptures who end up taking the mark of the beast. There will be Catholics and Protestants taking the mark of the beast. There will be leaders of both churches taking the mark of the beast, okay? But many who are hearers of the divine scriptures and have them in their hand and keep them in mind with understanding will escape his imposture, for they will see clearly through his deceitful imposture and will flee from his hands. So the difference is both are hearers of the divine scriptures, but one has them in their hands. In other words, it's just not like while well, you sit there politely while your mind wanders during mass while the scriptures are proclaimed, particularly during those seasons of the year when these scriptures about the Antichrist are discussed. And also, it doesn't mean that's the end of your life with the scriptures. You have them in hand. You open the Bible and read the Gospels, read Paul's epistles, and see what it says about this. And then it says, it's just like you don't have a five-minute devotion and that's it. No, you keep them in mind with understanding. Understanding is the proper interpretation of that, and they'll see clearly that this is a deception going on. You don't take it, okay? i just like to close with a question. I am concerned that the day may come when all Catholic media might be canceled. You can see things going through uh, social media and YouTube canceling people left and right during this coronavirus time and all this. Uh, I could see the day when all Catholic media is shut down, particularly um, at times like ours during shutdowns, it might be very helpful to have teaching on biblical prophecy put on a high-capacity USB. And I'm thinking the possibility of doing this with the Luke 21 radio shows covering the Gospels, Book of Revelation, First and Second Thessalonians, Daniel, understanding how Genesis is a protology, imaging, eschatology, the end times, 
and put all this together in an extremely economical form so that those who are left behind, and uh, there's no escaping uh, if we're living in times that Jesus talked about, or even times like the times Jesus talked about, we might want to have that teaching available so that we can pass them on to their friends. So uh, Protestants do this. Um, the ones who think they're going to be raptured before hard times come uh, get their rapture teaching put on a certain form, and they leave it for those left behind. Well, the people who think their friends are going to be left behind are going to be left behind. It's not that Jesus takes us out of this world, but he gives us grace to sustain in this world, particularly the last three and a half years of human history. So in any case, do you think this is a good idea? I just don't want to do this, but reason I'm doing Luke 21 radio is I am hyper-concerned that so many are teaching Catholics about biblical prophecy. I call it like it's a Valium pill. Just take this, calm your nerve, don't worry about a thing. There's nothing in the future that you need to be concerned about. And we're living through times like those times described, at least, and should we have teaching available even if the airwaves are canceled? If you think yes, or if you think no, good idea, bad idea, send me an email at askthehost@gmail.com. at I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 243 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy, visit us online at luke21.com.